I pile in with the trench line as Seb stays back at the village. Men swallow fistfuls of stims and their eyes go wild. We spot it. A drop pod screaming down from orbit like the fist of a vengeful god. How do you feel, Commander? Like it's the end of the world. As expected, they go for the tactical weak point behind our lines. Right for the heart of the village. Remember, we need the target left alive. They do. I don't. My victory depends on keeping Sable in the ground. I'll take command and cast out the Plague of Faith from the Hounds. In the squalid town, the tops of the buildings blast off as Hylish opens his trap. Fire Icarus arrays. A grid of anti-air cannons perfectly aimed. They fire and swap the Astartes off their trajectory, sending them crashing to the forest beyond our trench line. second you have contact. What are you, officers, academy? Think they're trying to circle us? I doubt it. Maybe they... Perfect shot. Contact. Eight. We have eight. Eight? Eight. Fire at will. Yes, commander. Damn it! Wan leaps and stomps his great boot on the team in the trench, crushing the chest of a man before kicking the las cannon handle to face him. Point blank, he turns the turret on the kinsmen and their shredded bodies splash out of the foxhole. In a flash, it's out again, carrying the turret to fire back at our line. They've breached second line. Action spring. Fight flawless. That's us. We see two of the Astartes fall under the pounding of anti-tank fire. They struggle to get up and we lay into them. It's enough firepower to crush a tank. Only when we're confident that their bodies are broken do we switch targets. Six contacts, keep firing! Splashed with blood and studded with gore, they move like carnivores about to devour their prey. They dive into our forward Fall trench. Back. They're in the trench! The hounds throw themselves into the melee, but they do little to hamper the giants who become enraged. Fire at will! We drop another one, too slow to catch up to its brothers. It blasts apart at the abdomen, and that pisses the rest of them off. In the trench, they smash the men to the ground with power mauls and chainsaws. Blood plumes up into the blizzard like mist. Trench line compromised. Three debilitated, five remaining. All forces, action tremor, go! Everybody up! Go! Go! Run! Fall back! Fall back! We dive out of the trenches and lay prone on the snow, covering our ears. Here's our gamble. 
Acoustics! Three vengeful Astartes in the trench are caught in the blast and are deafened by the sonic detonations. The sound is deafening and the ringing carries on for several seconds. We get up and race to the trench edge, finding the Astartes' armour shredded open and their bodies liquefied by the sonic weapons. With any luck, the target's been killed and my work is done for me. Seb, come in. Go. Got three here. They're not in good shape. We need them alive, Rudolph. Check markings. I scan the shoulder pads. It's the right markings for the chapter. Look for the relic stamp. Look for the stamp. Nothing. These aren't the host. I look around. Should be two left. Hey. Yeah? Where are the other? Feth it. Two survivors storm through the trench. Don't know how they did it. Hounds scatter across the field and aim into the crevasse. The Astartes are tactical, blasting them away as any men try to get a bead on them. We collapse over each other and zag through the halls of the trench, hearing them thunder behind us. I'm moving at a wild sprint, but they're faster. I reach the next corner and slide down just in time for the men to turn a Cognis Laz cannon down the trench line. Keep firing! Don't let her! I look back as the rubble of the Laz cannon bounces up out of the trench, blown apart by a plasma pistol. Signal the retreat. Confirmed. Two left, Commander. Where are you going? To the trench. Change of plan. I see that. You have to kill them. They're too much. We're all going to die. Eilish, Commander. Blood it. Vents lining the village wall open, pouring slag and molten waste into the trench. It careens down the trench like a river of lava, detonating any of the failed charges and catching men trapped in dead ends without ladders to climb out. Get inside. That... Did that get them? Visual. One target was killed in the flooding. Location of the last one. Charges detonated. East wall. They've taken cover at the village. We hunt.
we reach a bridge wide enough for a tank. Two squads of hounds are being torn to shreds. The Astartes grabs a man from his sternum and savagely bursts its fist through his skull before throwing him like a doll into another group of kinsmen. Open fire! Hylush's elbows and hands rotate to switch places, replacing digits with multiple stubbers. The tech priest sweeps across the ground, guns blazing, before his hands rotate back and brings a cog axe down on the Astartes. Improbable. The giant slaps both palms, catching the axe. Combat routines. Perfect. Holush fires everything into the Astartes' face point-blank, but the superhuman resists. With a half-cracked open helmet, it grabs Hylush's skull and tears it from his body, oil and vertebrae spewing into the air. The giant's helm slowly tips up to face me. It flakes off, revealing the man underneath. I have its undivided attention. Seb! Help! It revs a chainsword and swings at me. I dive back into the hounds who were ripped up in the force of its swing. Seb! The chainsword comes back around. Sebastian! His mutated arm buckles and grows, holding steel wreckage over me as a shield. His body has transformed into a canid monster. Spines serrated with spikes and quills, with antlers coming off his head and shoulders. Fething, kill it! A clash of titans. The giant steps back, assessing the situation. The other hounds take aim, but we're too close. I scramble back, the Astartes tearing strips off Seb, who regrows the chitin as armour. The giant doesn't utter any words. It just lays out a focused, uncompromising fury. He dives in and grabs the Astartes by the shoulders as another arm swings overhead to drive a blade down its throat. The giant grunts to the side and Seb pierces the neck. Organ fuel and viscera gush out, but the Astartes swats him away and breaks off the mutated claw. He'll do nice. I look at the markings. It's him. I hadn't taken a breath to see it, but it's him. The host. Ryovi's predictions be damned. No more words. Priorities change. I need to kill it before he can be turned. Can't let Sable come back. I swing my gun and fire. It lifts its gauntlet and blocks the shot, stepping towards me. It punches, and my shoulder collapses with a plasmatic puff of gore that flings me across the ground. Seb and the giant continue their rampage, pushing each other through stone pillars. I wince and hold onto my shoulder, broken, shattered into small stones. Hell. Dizzy, I lift my rifle at him again. A few pot shots get his attention. The Astartes hurls Seb to the side and turns to crush the annoying little man punting Laz into his back. The fist comes again. I'm a dead man. 
through its skull a serrated talon. Seb moves from behind its large frame and drops the giant to the ground. I will myself from blacking out. I try to pull on a memory, anything to hang on, some happy thought. I don't have many. I think of killing Sable. Is that the only pleasure left? This obsession? You did what you had to do. I guess that settles it, Seb. Look closely. I look at the Astartes. His body oozes gore onto the floor, but he is still alive. The perfect strike. Debilitated, but, but not dead. It's alive. The Astartes is alive. Come, ye lambs to interstice. Riovi appears, as if on cue. Her shadow is followed by the sounds of hooves and the smell of sulphur. The shade from her shadow begins to move on its own, an unholy passenger of pandemonium. Seb lifts the giant and Ryovi begins to speak in tongues. Even at the brink of death, the giant resists. The witch's lips move, but I don't hear a word. My ears are filled with an orgy of guttural, writhing pressure that grows down into my chest. In the sky above, the stars begin to flicker out one by one. Seb? Come ye lambs to interstice. Come ye lambs to interstice. A wave of energy blasts out from the Astartes, and the sky above us shatters away like glass, replaced by a writhing nether of flesh. The world is no longer ours. The forests come alive, transformed into pillars of men and women writhing into the sky. Seb! There. We look into the woods and see him. Sable. Below us, fingers begin to grow from the porous soil, a field of hands carpeting his path to the Astartes. His spirit flickers as he slowly approaches. Sable. He stops and turns to face me. His eyes glow a color I've never seen before. A frightful shade from unformed realms of hell I can barely imagine. His stare stuns my brain, and I feel numb. This is real. I see it in his frenzied eyes. A cosmic gulf of madness carried up from some deep hellish realm. He turns away and looks into the Astartes. He is ascended. He flickers and runs both his hands across the Astartes, caressing its chest. In this space, beyond reality, his fingers begin to flow through the armour, pulling it apart to expose bare skin. 
The world screams as Sable grips the giant and then begins to peel him open, like an officer unbuttoning a new uniform. Flesh and spirit blur as the ghost pulls sinew-like fabric and stretches the Astartes open rib by rib. He rips the flesh and crawls into its hulking frame like a human coat, inch by inch filling his body like a wet glove. The Astartes resists with fury, with desperation. I watch the last shred of the giant's humanity snap as the spectre grabs his upper jaw and pulls it over him like a hood. A hunter wearing the pelt of a trophy kill. And then... Welcome home. We're back in the frozen village. I recognize the pounding of my own heart. We did it. We... We did it. His flesh reshapes itself without Seb's aid, and the hulking vessel stomps towards me. I see it in his eyes, the signal, the one that happens in every battle, the sign that all hell is about to break loose. I see my life unfold before me. He will heal me, torture me, over and over, use my guts to bind me to some barren mountainside for a lifetime of abuse and torment. I look closer, something is different wrong. Ryavi, what is going on? Whatever do you mean? This isn't him. The husk fills out as the spirit inside inches into the last corners of the body. He may not be as you knew him. He had quite the journey. Its eyes warp and glow. A part of it feels familiar, like a memory mixed with a story told wrong. Sable? It grins. I told you, his soul was fractured into pieces. Pieces? She holds up the lens, the broken gift from before. The last piece of Sable. What? She paces closer, the broken lens serving as a mirror. I've tried to show you. In the glossy reflection, I see a face ghosting over my own. I... I don't... He was fractured, his body and soul torn apart. A piece of it lost to the Empyrean, the other clinging to life here to bring them home. No. You said he needed a host. We do. One capable of holding the burden of his soul. <laughs> you barely survived a single shard. Summoned into my mind are flashes of the Medici and what came before. I see an inquisitorial rosette. The Psyker. The one I gave the coordinates to. 
the one that killed Sable. There's fire and screaming, and I see his ghost torn apart, pieces swirling in every direction. One passes through me. No, it stops in me. Seb? Seb, what is she on about? I have no stomach for this, Ryovi. Just do it. You knew about this. Pain is a mysterious thing. Truthfully, I am sorry that you felt you needed to betray us. This doesn't make sense. This can't be real. This is the cult. She's got into your head, too. Sebastian! They look at me, wild hounds with glints in their eyes. We've all made compromises, Rudolph. He is an extension of Slanesh. I'm not my brother. It's me. This can't be happening. I know who I am. I know who I am! The thought that this life could end at any moment helped me fully appreciate the beauty and horror of what this galaxy had to offer. I fought against men and monsters. But there are other things that live out there. Hiding since mankind was young. Things made of pitch black in dead waters. Things that can't be outrun. I know what I am. A man. A mongrel. An outcast of the pack. Backed into a corner. I can do little more than bear my fangs. Rudolph? I lift my rifle to my chin. If I go, I'm taking him with me. Stop him! Rudolph. It was a pleasure. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I suppose. Neither would I. My finger squeezes the trigger. Neither would I. Hi everyone, Colin here. Thank you so much for listening to this production of Hounds of Bedlam. If this is your first time tuning in, Cold Open Stories produces a wide range of content, including short stories, audio dramas, writing contests, and web-based collaborative fiction. On our website, you'll find unofficial stories set in the universe of Warhammer 40,000, where you, the listener, audition to play the parts. You can even submit your own tales. All levels of experience are welcomed, and these are fan productions, so whether you're a writer, actor, or disillusioned heretic, check us out at coldopenstories.com or on social media for the latest release. This episode was written and directed by Colin DeGraff, with music composed by Robert Renato Hack. Cover art 
by Ornuris Terenzi. In this episode, you heard Cliff Chapman, Damon Alums, Su Ling Chan, Nick Ewan, and Nina Nikolic. Supporting voices by Eleanor Anwen, Paul Hikari, William Nunn, Chris Colon, Alex Ross, Michael Langan, and Nicholas Allaire. Additional voices by Sierra Benning, Shay Shell, Kay Marcus, Natalie Winters, Andre Giles, Michael Michael Holden, Luke Edens, and Brandon Simmons. Now, before you go, please consider sharing what we do in your network. It's a great way to build community and share stories worth telling. Without you, none of this is possible. So please spread the signal and we look forward to seeing you for our next story.